Welcome in to the Wisports.net podcast. I'm Travis Wilson, General Manager, Football Editor at Wisports.net, and it's getting to be a great time of the year. Finally, we have weather that feels like football season. It's fun to go out there when it's 75 degrees and you can wear shorts and a t-shirt out to a game, but when the weather turns, it gets a little crisp, a little, uh, little chill in the air, especially on a Friday night, as we are expected to have this week. It, it it feels like football weather. It feels like the right time of the year. And as we get later into the year, as we get later into the weather and the weather starts to turn a little bit chilly, we can also finally, legitimately, start talking about the playoffs. Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about it. Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? Yes, that's right, Jim Mora. We are going to talk about playoffs. Finally, we can legitimately start talking about the playoffs as there are teams that have clinched playoff spots. There are teams that have become playoff eligible. We'll talk about what those two different things mean and, of course, kind of review the playoff system in the state of Wisconsin. But before we do that, wanted to take a look because we are now over halfway through the regular season. We've had five weeks out of nine in the regular season, and this week will be two-thirds of the way through. But we're kind of at that point of the year where we can kind of discern some trends and we, we can get a better idea of who some of the surprise teams are legitimately through the early part of the season, both good and bad. The teams that are doing better than what we thought they would do. But on the other hand, the teams that maybe are struggling a little bit more than what we would have expected. And we'll start with the the good. Let, let's start with the, the, the good side of it. Um, perhaps the most surprising team in the state so far this year, I think, has been Madison Memorial, a team that beat Sun Prairie right away in week one. We've talked about it a number of times. A very impressive win to to open the season over Sun Prairie, who was the runner-up in Division One last year, who has kind of ruled the Big 8 Conference the last couple seasons here. And Memorial goes out and beats them right away in week one. They're 5-0. and They've already got the win over Sun Prairie. They've already beaten Middleton as well. So they've kind of gotten through a number of the big hurdles on their schedule this year. Certainly there's some tough games left. Uh, they've got Verona this week. They still have to play, La, excuse me, La Follette. Um, not a cakewalk, you know, still, I think a, a decent chance that Memorial ends up perhaps as the big eight champion, but maybe not an undefeated big eight champion because there, there again, there are some challenging games on the schedule still for the for the Spartans but either way a very impressive debut season with Memorial for head coach Mike Harris who previously was the head coach for for several years at Madison La Follette had stepped down uh, a few years ago and Scott Swanson had had taken over that program um, but Mike Harris back at his alma mater of Memorial and that's a program that has had a good amount of talent come through there over the last decade or so uh, and just hasn't been able to put it together in terms of competing for a big eight title, competing for a deep playoff run. You know, they've been in the playoffs. They've they've done some good things and finished in the upper half of the, the league. But you look at the talent they've had and it's pretty impressive. Joe Ferguson, Jake Ferguson, both played at Wisconsin. Uh, Jake there now, of course. Uh, Jordan Frederick played at Wisconsin. He was a wide receiver at, at Memorial. And how about the wide receiver group that they have had there? 
They have two wide receivers in the NFL right now. Darius Fountain, who went on to play at Northern Iowa, and Jester Wea, who went on to play at Pitt. Both rookie receivers in the NFL, both on practice squads right now. Uh, Jamar Morris was a, a talented wide receiver there a few years ago as well. So there's been some individual talent there at Madison Memorial, but they struggled with consistency, struggled with uh, defense, struggled with uh, just general, I think, toughness at times. Um, And finally this year, starting to put it all together, even though they don't have that individual star division one type of player necessarily, at least on offense. Now, Jeremiah Jordan is a very good linebacker, edge type player for them. He's headed to Illinois State on the defensive side of the ball, um, but but offensively they've uh, they've done very well. Cam Marshall averaging uh, right about 100 yards a game rushing. Jason Saniti done a nice job stepping in at quarterback. So they've been able to uh, to put up some points. And again, perhaps the most surprising team in the entire state of Wisconsin so far this year. Some other teams, some other teams that are unbeaten that I think you would categorize as surprises so far. Living Word Lutheran is 5-0. Now, they have not gotten to the tough part of their schedule in the Midwest Classic Conference yet. In fact, they take on the heavyweights in that league the next two weeks. They've got at St. Francis this week and at Lake Country Lutheran next week. Regardless, impressive for Living Word Lutheran to be here at 5-0 right now. McFarland is another team that's 5-0. They last made the playoffs in 2014. Now, they were a staple in the postseason for a number of years under Paul Ackley and uh, in a pretty solid program, but it kind of fallen on hard times recently. But they've got it going this year. They're in first place in the Rock Valley Conference. They've beaten some of the other top contenders in that league. I saw them beat Beloit, uh, Beloit Turner a few weeks ago. They've already beaten Edgerton and East Troy. Um I'm sorry, I saw them play East Troy a couple of weeks ago, but they've already beaten Beloit Turner and Edgerton as well. And all three of those teams only have one loss right now. So McFarland's kind of on the down slope of their schedule, has a very good chance to run the table. Derek Schwarting is outstanding at the quarterback spot uh, for McFarland. Um, have to give uh, a shout out to him, his, uh, his family, his grandfather, his father are from Richland Center, my hometown. I know a number of his family uh, pretty well from back home. So good to see him doing good things. How about Marshfield, 5-0? and They are in a good spot to run the table the rest of the way as well. Now, they have been in the playoffs and you know done some good things, but they certainly were not the Marshfield of the 90s um, when they were competing for state titles, when they were competing as one of the best programs in the state. They have not been at that level for a good while here, but they are 5-0. and They didn't get you know the, the super difficult teams in the crossovers. They didn't play Nina, Fond du Lac, uh, Kimberly, uh, Appleton North, um, but nonetheless, impressive for them to be sitting here at 5-0. and Another school from uh, North Central Wisconsin, Colby is 5-0. and The Hornets, 5-0. and of course, they were a uh, in a, a, a couple of state title games uh, in the past, and uh, have some have at least one state title I know, um, but haven't really been contenders in the Clover Belt the last few years. As Regis, Spencer, Columbus Catholic, Stanley Boyd, have really come to the forefront and, and ruled that league for the last few years. Colby still has to play most of those schools, 
Um, but again, a team that is impressive to be sitting here at 5-0 and this late in the year. A few other teams, uh, if, we, if we go back to the VFA, Kwakwana is 3-2. and two. Now they've got tough games left. They've got Appleton North and Kimberly on their schedule still. But if they get wins in their other two games, I think they play the other Appleton schools uh, as well left. They could get into the playoffs for the first, first time since 2008. So that would be a nice turnaround job by Matt Binsfeld, who uh, moved over a couple years ago from Wrightstown. And uh, they're looking, the Galloping Ghosts looking pretty good. River Falls, a, a very impressive run here, especially recently. A couple weeks ago, almost beat Hudson. It was 28-27 and a uh, very close game there. The next week, they come back from an 18-0 deficit to beat Menominee 25-18. And last week, put up 61 points on the defending Division Three state champion Rice Lake Warriors. Very impressive what big... Uh, excuse me, what River Falls has done in the Big Rivers Conference. They'll need a little bit of help because they do have that loss to Hudson. They'll need some help to to get a conference title. But even if they don't, even if they you know finish with one or maybe two losses on the year, a nice turnaround for the Wildcats, who I, I think were 2-7 and seven last year. Um, so a, an excellent job by David Crail, who's in his second year as head coach over there. Edgerton is another team from the Rock Valley. We talked about McFarland earlier. Edgerton's 4-1. and one. They haven't been in the playoffs since 2013. Uh, so Mike Gregory's got things headed in the right direction there. And Grafton, 3-2. and two. They've, they've been in this position several times the last few years where they were right on that bubble. They maybe needed one more win to get into playoff qualifications because that's a team that has not been to the playoffs since 1997. Now, that North Shore Conference that they play in uh, has, has been very difficult over the years. You know, when Homestead and, and Germantown used to be in there, Whitefish Bay, um, Port Washington, Slinger, I mean, uh, that's a, a tough league. But Grafton is sitting in position, at least, where they have a decent shot to get in. And since that is a 10-team league, Grafton 3-2 and two right now, even if they only ha- manage to win one more game, which... You know, this week they play a Cedarburg team that has really fallen off the last few years. If they get that win, even if they lose the last three, which are tough games against Hartford, Slinger, and Port Washington, they'd be sitting at four and five at the end of the year. In the last couple of years, if you're four and five in conference play, you're getting into the playoffs. And there would be a very good chance that they would get into the playoffs this year at four and five if, again, if they don't manage to win any more games after this week. Um, they, I think, would stand a good chance to end that lengthy playoff drought that's up over 20 years now. Uh, there's another uh, another Ben Shaw there. Uh, Bo and Luke are, of course, at Wisconsin. Their younger brother is uh, is playing at uh, Grafton now. So um, some, some good kids go through there, and it's good to see them getting into that playoff picture. Now, with the good comes the bad. And there are some teams that are surprising for kind of the wrong reasons so far this year. They are not performing what they have in the past, what we thought they would do, what their you know expectations are in, in those areas, in those programs, uh, for, for whatever reason, right? Um, you look at a team like Green Bay Southwest, who competes, uh, has competed uh, very well in the FRC, FRCC the last few years. They've got a Division I quarterback in Nick Howard, um, but they're one in four. 
They've lost some very, very tight games, including week one, uh, a really great game with Pulaski. Kind of, I don't know if that, you know, set them back or, or you know, caused some some difficulty or, or had a hangover type effect, but they're one in four right now and will need, need to get going. Um, they've got the two Sheboygan schools, which are certainly winnable games, but then they probably will have to beat either Bayport or Notre Dame, both games at home, would have to beat one of those two teams to get into the playoffs. Otherwise, they're going to be left out, which would certainly categorize as a, uh, as a surprise this year. Some other teams that are uh, surprising for the wrong kinds of reasons. Merrill is 1-4 overall. That's a, a team that's been in the playoffs 10 straight years. Kenosha St. Joseph, 2-3, and three, but they canceled a game. Canceled the game. That's a team that's been in the playoffs eight of the last nine years. Jim Kennessy had uh, some very competitive teams there uh, before being let go. I think it was before this year or last year. Um, and so not only are they, the, the record, you know, has them in a position where they could miss the playoffs, but to have to cancel a game, very surprising uh, for, for St. Joe's and what they've done. A couple of middle border teams that have been fixtures in the playoffs the last few years. New Richmond, 1-4 overall. Osceola, 1-4 overall. Not only is Osceola 1-4 overall, they're 0-3 in the middle border conference. That's a team that, of course, just a few years ago won a state title. They were undefeated in the regular season uh, two years ago, made the playoffs last year. You know, It seemed like they had things going, and it was going to be sustainable for them. But here they are on the outside looking in and, and needing uh, to really change things around very quickly if they want to get into the postseason discussion. New Richmond um, got a new coach there, Reggie Larson, one of the youngest coaches in the state, uh, a kid that I covered. Um, you know, it's kind of weird to see kids that age, 23, 24, getting head coaching jobs. Uh, you know, I, again, I covered him when he was in high school, but um, – his debut hasn't gone too great. One and four for New Richmond. And again, they're a team that needs to get going in order to get into that playoff discussion. How about a couple teams in the Rock Valley? We talked about surprising teams in the Rock Valley, uh, surprisingly good and competitive teams in McFarland and Edgerton. Clinton and Evansville, Albany are going the other direction. Clinton was an unbeaten uh, conference champ last year, but they're one and four. Evansville, Albany, always a, a very competitive squad under Ron Grostein, but not this year. They are 0 and 5 so far this season. And unless they win out, are looking like they will miss out on the playoffs. Badger, down in the Southern Lakes Conference, two time defending unbeaten conference champion. They're one and four on the season, one and two in conference play. Certainly, they can get things going. They can, uh, you know, get some wins and, and get into the playoffs. Still, probably out of the the uh, conference title race at this point. But a, a surprise for Matt Hensler's group to be sitting here at one and four uh, against a difficult schedule, uh, certainly. But uh, some other teams that are surprising for again the wrong wrong reasons. Darlington one and four. We saw them take a pretty big step back last year where they finished, I think it was 5-5 five and five overall, uh, had uh, been coming off four straight trips to the state, uh, state title game, 
Um, and this year, it seemed like maybe things were going to get going back in the right direction. Uh, they did have a coaching change. Scott Zwicky stepped down. Travis Winkers came over from uh, from Marcusan, where he had uh, turned that program into a very uh, good team and a, and a regular contender in the trailways. Darlington beat Glenwood City very convincingly in week one, and you thought, okay, well, they're they're back. They're back to being, you know, a much more uh, not only competitive squad but a better team overall. But they have had a very difficult schedule the last four weeks, and in fact, it includes this week as well. You could throw it in there. Um, they've lost four straight, but it was to Lake Country Lutheran, Cuba City, Mineral Point, and Fenimore. Uh, three of those four teams are ranked right now. Cuba City was on, on the road, uh, a, a solid opponent. This week, it doesn't get any easier. They take on an undefeated Cambridge team this week in a non-conference game. Now, they have very, very winnable games to close the season against Southwestern, Iowa, Grant, and Boscobel in the Swall. So there's a good chance that they can and will get into the postseason. But certainly, Darlington has not gotten back on track like we thought maybe they would this year. Speaking of teams that have had difficult schedules and, and aren't looking very good from a record standpoint so far, Stevens Point, uh, one of the biggest schools in the state, uh, a pretty solid contender for a number of years, 0-5, winless on the season. Now, here's the teams that they've played. Nina, Hudson, Kimberly, Appleton North, and Marshfield. All teams that are currently ranked in their respective divisions, four of them ranked in the top 10. Excuse me, actually Appleton North has dropped out. I forgot about that, but Appleton North spent a good amount of time ranked this year. So a very, very difficult schedule for Stevens Point, who will have to win out to have any chance. Now, we'll talk about the VFA West in general a little bit later, but um, not looking good for Stevens Point, who closes the year at Fond du Lac. Now, last year, they were in a similar position. They struggled against this early schedule, had to you know, get hot at the end of the year to, to get in the playoffs, and they ended up doing it. They beat Fond du Lac last year in Week 9 to get into the postseason. It was a surprise then. They might have to do the same kind of thing this year. Other teams struggling. Owen with the Owen 5. Of course, that's a team that's been in the state title game a few times in, in the last... Uh, 10 to, to 20 years. Wild Rose is 1-4. They made it to level 3 last year. Kiwaskum, 13 straight playoff appearances, but they're 0-3 in conference in the East Central. 2-3 overall. Things not going the right way for the Indians. Another team that uh, is not headed in the right direction, Sheboygan Falls. Three straight uh, unbeaten league championships in the Eastern Wisconsin, but this year, 2-3 overall, 1-2 in conference play. Pewaukee is 2-3 and three overall, 1-3 and three in the Woodland West, uh, a team that obviously has had some very nice playoff runs and some very good teams over the years, um, but they have to get things picked up in order to get into the postseason. Talked about Stevens Point, but how about the entire VFA West outside of Marshfield? Marshfield's 5-0, and oh, and again, one of the surprising teams in the state of Wisconsin, a good story, the rest of the VFA West, the former Wisconsin Valley Conference schools, not so much. None of them have a winning record. D.C. Everest, Wausau West, Wisconsin Rapids are all 2-3 and three overall. Stevens Point's 0-5. It, it, it has been a struggle for the old WVC schools for a few years, and, and this year it's kind of coming to a head as it does not seem like 
um, these schools are, are going to be very competitive, at least in terms of making any noise in the playoffs or anything like that. And it could be a struggle for more than two teams out of the VFA West to get into the postseason. It remains to be seen just how many of those teams will will make it to the playoffs. So uh, again, we have some surprise teams this year, both good and bad, but there's still time. There's still time. Four weeks left in the year, four games left in, in most conference schedules means that almost every team in the state is technically still alive for the playoffs. Now, obviously, there's some that are on different forms of life support than others. And, and if you're sitting 0-5, it's, uh, it's, it's almost time to start thinking about next year. But we are getting close. We are getting close to, as Jim Mora said, the playoffs. The P word. We get to talk about it finally. Um, there have been 12 teams already that have clinched a playoff spot so far this year. I'm not going to read them all off right now, but certainly you can head to wisports.net, head to our playoff, uh, our football playoff qualifying report for week six, and this will be updated each week during the regular season as we go through here uh, the the rest of the way. Um, we have 12 teams again that have have clinched a spot. We have 34 teams that have become playoff eligible, and there's another 40 teams uh, actually. 80 teams, roughly, that can either clinch a spot or become playoff eligible with one more conference victory. We'll get into what all of those different terms mean in just a minute, but long story, excuse me, long story short, not only are we going to talk about a lot of conference races the rest of the way here, but the playoffs loom large at the end of the year, and it's always a fun time. The way the playoffs work in Wisconsin, where not everybody gets in, where you have to win your way in. It does make things very interesting. It makes things very intriguing and exciting as we head down the stretch. And it does uh, add certainly a a level of excitement. Um, If you're out of the conference race, you still have a lot to play for. And again, we'll be updating all of this on wisports.net. The playoff qualifying report will update every week the rest of the, the way here. And then after week seven, we will actually predict winners and losers of every game on the schedule in week eight, every game on the schedule in week nine, and use that to determine what we think will be the playoff field, where the cut lines will fall, um, because that's always of huge, huge interest to people as we get down to the end of the year. You know, what division am I going to be in? What division is this team going to be in that uh, I might potentially play against? Um, You know, is Springs going to be in division five or division six? Those kinds of things we'll have a better idea on over the coming weeks as the playoff picture starts to take shape. That does get us to our stat of the week. And as I said, 12 teams have clinched playoff spots so far. Uh, We'll have a a number more that will take care of business and get that done this week. That number will continue to grow. And uh, so so keep an eye on that. I'll I'll go with a secondary stat of the week because I already kind of – messed that one up and, and mentioned it earlier. How about Brian Johnson or Bryson Johnson, excuse me, from Eau Claire Memorial, whose team uh, went and to double overtime against Chippewa Falls last week, came out on the short end. Chippewa Falls won 67-64. But Johnson, man, 
eight touchdown passes, ties a state record, first set by Matt Ferris back in 2013, was equaled a couple different times last year uh, by uh, Tyler Hawk from Deerfield, and also, uh, who's the other one I'm forgetting now? I'll look it up in just a second, but uh, a heck of a game by Johnson, who not only threw eight touchdown passes, but had a rushing touchdown as well, as he really was a obviously huge factor in the offense, and, and you could even say carried the offense in that one. Uh, so a, a, an amazing performance. Um, by the way, that was Watertown's Dylan Fagerland that also had eight touchdown passes in a game last week. So uh, a, a great way to uh, to you know take a look at the stats for him. Unfortunately for him and the old Abe's and head coach Mike Sins came out on the short end of the stick with that one. Let's talk about our rant of the week, and that's going to be about the playoff qualifying terms and what they mean. It's it's not necessarily a complaint, but just going to try to explain uh, the best I can how some of these different things work and what these different terms and how we use them means. Um, in Wisconsin, again, not every team makes the playoffs. There's roughly 396 teams, I believe, in 11-man football this year. 224 will make the postseason. It's based on what you do in your conference. It's based on your conference record. If you have clinched a conference record over 500, then we have then we say that you have clinched a playoff spot. You're guaranteed a playoff spot. If you have guaranteed yourself to have a conference record of 500 or better, then we have then we talk about you being playoff eligible because there is a chance if you're 500, if you're, uh, let's say, 3-0 and right now and you have three conference games left, if you lose the rest of your conference games and finish 500 in conference, in years past, there has been a chance that you would be left home based on tiebreakers and qualifiers and other teams that, that qualify, etc. Um, the only way to guarantee yourself a spot, the only way to clinch is to finish over 500. Now, the last five to six years, every team that finished 500 in-conference play has gotten in. I would expect it would be the same thing this year. And in fact, we've taken, uh, what, anywhere from a couple to eight or 10 teams that finish under 500 have gotten into the playoffs in the last few years. But um, it's not guaranteed. So pl- clinching a playoff spot is over 500 in-conference, guaranteed. Becoming playoff eligible means that you have guaranteed yourself at least a 500 record in conference play. So again, it can be a confusing process at times, especially for people that uh, maybe haven't gone through it before. This is the first time that you that you have um, your team or the you know your kid uh, has gone through and, and played high school football um, because it, again, it, it's different. It's not an automatic qualifier like in some of the other sports. And you can, as always, find all of that information at wisports.net with our weekly playoff qualifying report. And again, we'll have our projected field, projected qualifiers uh, out after week seven. Speaking of things coming up on WSN, I have to give a plug for our senior football awards that we'll announce next week, the semifinalist of those, uh, those awards, our semifinalist list. We did our watch list before the season started, have our semifinalists next week, and then we will get to our finalists 
the week after uh, level one of the playoffs. And then the finalists, or excuse me, the winners of the Senior Football Awards will be announced the week of the state finals. So look for all of that on wisports.net as well. As always, you can find all the high school information that you're looking for, high school sports, not just football, but other sports as well at wisports.net. Make it a daily destination for all of your high school sports needs. Again, I'm Travis Wilson, general manager at wisports.net. You've been listening to the wisports.net podcast. Thanks for joining in, and we'll see you next week.